DM instead. DM died. It's the end of the podcast, everybody. Rip. Oh dear. It is episode ten. I knew it. I knew it. I wonder if she'll put this part in the episode. I doubt it. So we can say whatever we want. How long do you think it'll take them to realize that that we we <laughs> we're not hearing? <laughs> they might still be going. It's okay. We're going anyway. We're going. We're live. We're live. We're doing it because we're, we're doing, doing it, it because this is episode ten, you guys. This is our tenth episode. Can you Yay. believe that? So this is it, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is the end. end. Uh, we've reached the end of Tales from the Table. Thank you to uh, our millions the, of fans. Yeah, tenth and final episode, and we're just yeah, really man. happy that we got to participate in this. Um, no, this is our tenth episode, though, which is just like really exciting. Let's see. So, uh, last time, as storm clouds gathered, our heroes crossed a floating road that led them deep into the heart of the ruined city. In another crumbling tower, they bounced around some interesting ideas about how to shift a large pile of rubble, before Caden spotted a tunnel that allowed them to bypass the blockage. No sooner had they exited the tunnel, however, than they heard yells and crashes. They rushed towards the noise and saw a mysterious figure, all in black, fighting a large stone golem. Uh, she drove her knives straight into the golem's heart, killing it, uh, but then Captain Virtinia attempted to attack the stranger, who then created a loud cloud of black smoke that allowed her to disappear. And drawn by the noise, uh, three more smaller golems entered the chamber, ready to attack. Will our heroes be able to defeat these stone guardians? Or maybe give their really big hands a super high five. And when will they get to eat supper? Find out right now. TPK time. Uh, let's hope not. I'm really hoping to avoid a TPK. It's always possible. Uh, it, it is. It is always possible. I, hey, it's D&D. Anything can happen, right? It is really, really hard for us to die. As long as I'm <laughs> alive. Unless you're long. killed outright. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which, unfortunately... Or if Athens goes down first. Right. True, true. If Athens goes down, there could be trouble too. So we actually rolled initiative last time. So uh, I think we're just going to start at the top of the initiative order just to make things easy. And so a flower can go first. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you rolled really well on your initiative uh, last time. How unusual. Uh, and <laughs> I know, the snake man is first off the bat. So there are three of these little guys. They're kind of evenly spaced out, maybe like, you know, 10 feet apart from each other in sort of like an arc uh, on the, yeah, the north side of the room. Uh, you are halfway across the room because you got out of the, uh, I keep wanting to say fog cloud, I think because of Caden, but it wasn't a fog cloud. It was a smoke cloud, uh, but you managed to get through it and you're in a, like the very center of the room. So... You're about, uh, yeah, 30 feet from each of these guys, I would say. Okay. Yeah. Do they have the same glowing energy cores as the big golem did? Funny you should ask. Uh, they have something similar. So the big golem was quite big. Uh, 
I would say it would be classified as like a large creature. So like bigger than a person, uh, the, the large golem was. And so its energy core in the center was like fairly big, maybe like the size of uh, maybe like a foot in diameter. Uh, these guys are much smaller. They would be, I think I have them listed as small. So they're maybe about the size of Caden. Yeah, they are. Um, and so they also have these little energy cores, but they're much smaller, maybe only about the size of uh, like one of your fists. Okay, well, Flower's just going to bellow and charge at the one in front of him, probably the one in the middle. And Okay. Do try to try to hit it real hard with his machete. All right, go for it. Nope, that's an eight. Yeah, nope. Uh, you swing, swing and a miss. Clang. Yeah, it. When you bellow though, it maybe like takes a little bit. Not really a step because they don't have feet, but I think maybe it like bobs backwards oh. a little bit. Like, oh, like oh my god, this guy's really big and he makes loud noises. I sure do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Caden, you're next. Wait, they don't have feet. How are they moving? They're floating. Oh. Are there two within five feet of each other? Uh, They are not. They're spaced out pretty well. There's about ten feet apart. Okay. I just cast Static Bolt at the one flower's attacking. Okay, cool. A little bit of shop talk real fast while he's rolling. Sure. Because I don't think we actually confirmed this or not. When we leveled up, did we get our spell slots and stuff back or no? Uh, No, but if you gained a new spell slot, you have that one. And since we short rested, we each got one back. Yes, that too. Okay. Not Caden. What do you mean, not Caden? You all took a short rest Sorcerers after. Sorcerers only get theirs back on long rests. Ah, we're we are playing with. Uh, uh, oh, I'm gonna have to come up with a new name for these rules. I normally call them uh, a name that would be intellectual property violation. Uh, rules. Uh, no, I can't. I can't call them. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to uh, uh, bleep that out when we put this in the thing. Uh, I'm actually not gonna beep it. I'm actually gonna put static in there, and people will know what I mean. No, we play uh, with some uh, nice homebrewed rules about magic, uh, and that includes that all s- full spellcasters uh, gets the wizard feature uh, that anytime you take a short rest, you can recover spell slots equal to half of your uh, current cast like your current class level in that full caster class uh rounded down that so for a second level character it would be one uh first level spell slot that wizard rule is a once per day thing though at least hmm. in the book okay yeah we can make it we can make it once per day that i think that's fair but it, but once per day when you take a, a short rest probably you won't be taking more than one short rest per day i know right now we're kind of on a dungeon grind but um you guys might want to think about taking a long rest soon. I know someone was already mentioning wanting to eat dinner in the last episode, so. The moral of the story is I rolled a natty 20 on my static. Hell yeah. Hey. Oh, nice. I loosened okay. it up for you. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It like takes a, it like bobs backwards a little bit from Flower's bellow and Flower uh, misses it with the machete, but then it just gets just like blasted with a static bolt. Uh, why don't you roll me some damage on that? Total of nine. Yeah, you blast that thing really good, and it is it is like knocked back a couple of feet, uh, just sort of like twisting in the air a little bit uh, as it reels from this pretty heavy blow that you just dealt it. Nice job. Uh, next, 
uh, one of the little mini golems that is not the one you guys have been attacking. Uh, it's the one, if you imagine them strung out in a line and maybe Flower like attacked the one on the left, and then there's one in the middle, and now the one on the right uh, is going to bob over towards you and attempt to strike you. Uh, this guy's going to go for Flower, since Flower's closer and an easier target. Uh, nope. Uh, he swings with his big uh, stony fists, but uh, Flower twists out of the way and uh, he misses. Not so easy of a target now. No. Okay, now, Athen, now it's your turn. Okay, well... I hear the sounds of combat, and I run for it out of the smoke cloud. Okay. Uh, if you were back at the entrance where you were when the uh, smoke grenades were thrown at you guys, then the cloud has a diameter of like 60 feet. So you can dash and get all the way through it, but then you'll be in the center of the room where the others are. Okay. Okay. Sure. To our listeners, I'm sorry. We were probably in the middle of initiative order, and I probably should have let other people go first, but I'm sorry. I think I... it was my turn, by the way. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Uh, you know what? For Okay, do we want to just fix this and say everybody made it through the smoke cloud? I want it to, like, seems, divine intervention, and uh, Athens just sort of warps to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Athens, the mysterious deity who uh, gave you your powers to you who has no name and who you don't yet know or understand, all of a sudden you are just like magically through the smoke cloud because uh, the dungeon master forgot to give you your last turn. How about that? Okay, fair enough. All right, fine. Okay, now you're through smoke cloud. What do you want to do? Hey, I'm through the smoke cloud. Um, Virginia is too. She's next to you. I'm going to shoot my crossbow. Okay, cool. Which one? I only have one crossbow. No, 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 no. At which, uh, which of the little mini guys? Oh, the one that Flower's going after. The one that Caden blasted the bejesus out of. All right, uh, why don't you roll to hit? Let's see, plus dex is 19 to hit. Uh, that hits. And eight damage. Oh, nice. Okay, uh, you hit it, uh, squarely. Actually, I'm gonna allow you, I'm gonna allow you to say where you hit it. Where would you like to have your crossbow bolt strike this golem, uh, a death blow? Right in the center of its chest. All right, you loose your crossbow bolt, and it sinks right into the center of the golem's chest, and the, whatever, uh, force is there, uh, sort of bursts, uh, in a, uh, sort of shower of light, and uh, the golem falls to the ground uh, inactive. Hey. Flower can't really turn around, but sort of gives a thumbs up with a free hand. And it's like, that was a good shot. Yeah, like one of his mini hands. He just like reaches behind yeah. him. It's like, yeah. Athens gives a thumbs up back. <laughs> Flower cannot see that. It's okay. Okay, though. Uh, Virtinia then is going to also uh, pull out her crossbow and uh, take a shot. She's going to go for the other one that's swinging at Flower since you took care of the first one. Uh, her bolt goes wide, though. She does not hit, unfortunately. No thumbs up for her. Yeah, no, thumbs down. Okay, uh, and then the golem in the middle now uh, is also... Uh, he is not super happy about the crossbow bolts, and he's going to make his way 
um, over to Athen, Caden, and Virginia, who are standing in the middle of the room. And let's see who he's going to attack. Uh, he goes for Caden. Uh-oh. Yeah, in case you think that I'm, like, being mean, I rolled for that. I don't think you're being mean. I just think that Caden's fucked. He's not fucked. Uh, he just he just manages to uh, get, like, a glancing blow on you. Uh, and you take five damage, five bludgeoning damage. Back to the top of the order with Flower. Okay. Flower's going to take another swing at the, the new guy in front of him and okay. aim for that stone in the middle. See if that makes a difference. Well, um, 12. Uh, 12. Uh, no, unfortunately, that does not hit. Um, you, so you actually sort of like whack at it with your machete, but it kind of bounces off uh, and doesn't just doesn't do any damage. Excellent. Their armor class isn't so much dexterity as it is just like they're made out of rock. Yeah. And not a whole lot actually hits them. Okay. Uh, Caden, you're next. Well, I can only use lucky once per day, right? I was going to say, you can use it as many times. I believe so. Nope, it's... That's not specified. It's whenever you roll a, a one. Oh, yeah, that's not luck points. That's that's whenever you roll a one. Awesome. I'm just going to re-roll them. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm remembering the feet lucky and not the, the halfling, halfling trait, lucky, is uh, trait lucky. That's a 14. <laughs> 14. Okay. Uh, no, that uh, also does not hit, unfortunately. Meh. I know. These guys are kind of tough. They're made out of rocks. Again, I think you strike it sort of like a glancing blow, but it's made okay. out of rocks. Well, that was my turn. All right. Uh, then up next, we have Athanasius. Oh, sorry. Nope. Uh, Golem number three goes first. Bad at initiative today. Do not today. be sorry. Be better. It does not hit anybody. Uh, it took a swing at flower, but it missed. My dice are not rolling well today, which is good for you guys. I also so. have very good armor. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you and me both have pretty solid armor, honestly. All right, now it's Athanasius's turn. Sorry. Okay, so I see that everyone's kind of having some trouble connecting their attacks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to cast Bless. Ooh, hey. nice. All right, what does that look like for when you cast that? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Be creative. I'm not a creative person. Use your imagination. You can fart it out your butt. It's okay. <laughs> Be That's blessed. true. I could fart it out my butt. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please do that. So since Athens is a bit of a historian and a lot of his magic is kind of like even his affliction is somewhat like history based, right? It's about helping the people in the past. Yeah, it comes from a place you're not quite sure about, though. Um, like, traditionally in this universe, uh, there was only worship of one deity, and that was the goddess Alu. And Alu had, like, many different aspects. Uh, so, like, her clerics could do a lot of different things. Like, some of them specialized in war, and some specialized in healing, and some specialized in, like the protection of knowledge and things like that. Um, she was a very, like, all-encompassing deity. But uh, the one thing conspicuously missing from uh, any of Alu's powers was, like, uh, any sort of necromancy, so contact with the dead or uh, manipulating the forces of life and death was definitely right. not 
uh, something that was in her wheelhouse, in fact, um, was like like the ultimate taboo uh, in the Almerian Empire. So this new power, wherever it's coming from, it's probably not Alu, and you've never known of any other gods or goddesses other than her. And so this would be kind of mysterious in origin. The best, honestly, though, the, the best place where you might start looking for answers, and this fits well with Athens' character, is in the past. Um, maybe other powers were worshipped in the past, and one of these powers has come back, or something like that. Yeah, so I think he's going to channel kind of like the most recent thing that his affliction is, has done for him. Mm-hmm. which was giving him a vision into the past. Yeah. So I think he's going to kind of pull the energy for this spell out of the armband. Ooh. Ooh. I love it. So he's going to kind of three pull three orbs of light out of the armband and kind of throw them at, at Virtinia, Caden, and Flower. Okay. All right. Yeah, as you you sort of reach for the armband with this new magic that is new to you, it doesn't feel the same way that your magic felt back when you used to practice wizardry at the university. It feels different. It feels much more intuitive and connected to something that you don't understand. And as you reach sort of with this intuition inside you for the armband, you feel the armband respond. And it sort of shimmers with this silver light. And sure enough, uh, you manage to sort of pull this light out of the armband and send it flying towards your companions. And as it strikes them, they sort of just shimmer just a little bit. uh, And um, I like the idea of this coming from the vision of the past. Uh, And I think kind of the way this is blessing them is that it's giving them more insight, Uh, maybe not only into the past, but maybe just a little bit into the future as well. It's giving them like more of an instinct about where they can land their best strike or what danger is coming so they can dodge out of the way. Well done, Kevin. Thank you. Uh, That's really neat. And Virtinia can probably use your help. She is a little startled, I think, as she sort of feels the magic hit her. Uh, But uh, she's going to take advantage of it. Uh, She takes out her, uh, well, she already has her crossbow in her hand. She's going to try to shoot another quarrel uh, at the one that keeps, Uh, actually, she's going to shoot, try to make a point blank shot right at the one that's in front of you guys. Uh, and this time she hits it. Oof. And she deals that guy nine points of damage. And then back to the top of the order, we've got Flower again. Okay. You feel blessed. I feel something strange. Let's see what this does. Um, 14 plus 5. 19. Ooh, yeah. You get him. Okay. And I think that the, the, the blessing, it's sort of like all throughout the body, yes? Yeah, yeah, it's just sort of like giving you, all of a sudden you feel just like a deep intuition about where it would be best for you to land your machete blow. Uh-huh, and something just clicks as that happens, and uh, Divine Smite comes bursting up like through the ground and into the, Woo! the weapon. As I, oh my god, I rolled three ones. <laughs> 
It's okay. This is the weakest fucking smite there's ever been. Okay. You feel it, though. You feel it. You feel that smite. So that it's like six. I think I get freaked out and like part of it goes like off into the air <laughs> and only half of it yeah. hits the hits the golem. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I like I like that. I like that. This power comes like surging out of the earth and you're like, ah, and like some of it sort of dissipates into the air, but some of it hits the golem. How much damage did you say you did? Six. Six total? Okay. Well, that's that's still a solid hit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it happens. Okay, Caden, you're next. Uh, I attack. Cool. Uh, I'm going to use my lucky trait again. Oh, my God. Oh, my, oh my God, God, Mac. Okay, you need Mac, new dice. Get new dice. Uh, listeners, we play multiple different D&D campaigns with Mac. He rolls more ones than anyone I've ever known. Mac, I'm sorry. There's a flaw with those dice, okay? It's just not... Something's not mathematically right. Or you always have to be happy. I, I add a d4, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's a 14. Yeah, you you miss. Let's see. The golem by flower takes a swing at him but misses again. Ah, they can keep doing this all day. I know. Okay. So the thing is, these guys are hard to hit, but they're rolling bad. So it's all working out in the end. Their big you know? fists don't have any weight behind them. They shouldn't be floating off their body like that. <laughs> yeah, Who designed no. these things? Yeah, not, I mean, uh, to be honest, I did. And I was going for more of an artistic flair than practicality. And now Cloud. it's showing. She was being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I know she was being sarcastic. Okay. Um, that guy misses, Virginia's next, uh, she's a little frustrated with her crossbow, she's gonna drop it, she pulls out a big ol' sword, she's just gonna whack at this thing. Pulls that D4 too. Uh, yes, uh, she hits it, uh, let's see, she's going at this thing two-handed, ooh, 13 damage. Okay, so she brings her sword right down on top of this one and just busts it right open and uh that was the one that was gonna go next so now we're back to the top of the order flower um, no athens needs to go no, again. i haven't gone why do i keep skipping you i don't know i was supposed to go before virginia though yeah you were okay whatever take your sorry take your turn has the one that's left taken any damage uh yes that's the one that i smited right yes uh... smote yeah, okay, nope, nope. I'm just going to shoot my crossbow at it. I don't want to risk it. Mm, doesn't hit. Oh, okay. He can bless others, but he can't bless himself. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, I'll be able to bless myself as soon as Virginia's not here. But... <laughs> sure. Okay, Flower, finish him. Okay, I'm throwing the shield aside and grabbing the machete two-handed. Oh. And, yeah. A serious time. Oh, hell yeah, it's serious time. That's over 20. Awesome. Okay. okay. And yeah, not that serious time. Seven damage. Okay, yeah, you deal this thing a crushing blow, and it staggers back, uh, sort of like bobbing in the air, but it's not quite dead. Uh, it's got some big cracks in it, though, and it is uh, not looking too happy. I shout something insulting at it in Serpent Folk. It doesn't understand serpent folk, but it gets it gets the general idea, and it's really scared. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Caden. Yeah. It, you're up. 
There's yeah. one left. It's in front of Flower. I attack it. All right. Be a 12. Did, Did you, you add, a D4? add your D4? Yes. Oh. Okay. Okay, no, that does not hit. Unfortunately, and you're still like tired from the D20, from the from the rolling the nat 20. You, you just have to yeah, recharge. I, I like, we, it's been a long time since we've had a long rest. So I just kind of expended all my energy in the first shot. Okay, yeah, he's tired. Okay, yes, uh, Kevin's correct. I'm going to do it in the correct order this time. Uh, the remaining golem is next. Uh, although uh, he just got dealt this really crushing blow. Uh, he's going to turn tail and try to run away from you guys. Uh, so he's he's not moving too fast, though, because he's kind of injured. So he's going to scoot maybe like 15 feet. I am uh, not letting that happen. Yeah, he's going to try to make it. If you remember, there were three, uh, I mean, you assume hallways, uh, but you can see like three mm -hmm. doors leading off of this chamber. One goes to the left, one goes to the right, and one is straight ahead of where you guys came in from the bottom. Is he disengaging or is he just turning and fleeing? Yeah, I was going to say. Just turning Flower and fleeing. So you can get in a hit of opportunity if you I want. I'd love to try that. All right. Um, 15? Oh, yeah. You hit. Oh, it was because of that bless. It's like hey. the, the machete hits and then like the extra bless boom just goes off. Nice. And that's six more damage. Okay, that does it. Uh, you smack him right across the back with the machete, and he crumbles into tiny pieces on the floor. Ah! Yay! Flower's a bit frenzied at this point. A little froth. A little froth going on. Athens walks up to the one that Flower just killed, mm -hmm. and he checks to see if its chest ball thing is still intact since she killed it in the back. It is. Um, The glow... Uh, isn't reaching all the way into the different parts of the golem anymore because parts of it have been broken off, but the stone itself is still glowing and it's still intact. Kind of like pry it out of its chest? Uh, yeah. We've yeah, got can. crowbars. Use a crowbar. Uh, you actually don't need a crowbar. Uh, when you reach in, uh, you kind of put your hand around it and it feels kind of funny. It makes your hand feel kind of tingly. Uh, almost like, have you ever, like, um, electrocuted yourself just a little bit? Like, yes. yeah, it feels a little bit like that. Not that it's actually like causing you any damage. You just sort of like feel that sort of tingly energy as you put your hand around it. Uh, and you can pull it out of the uh, smashed golem's chest. Uh, once you pull it out of the golem's chest, uh, what do you do? I examine it. Uh, it looks, it's one of the weirdest things you've ever seen, Athen. Um, it is definitely stone. But it's 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 not crystal or anything either, and yet there's so much energy flowing through the stone that it almost is like radiant and translucent, even though it's clearly stone and not crystal. You can see sort of like runes all over its surface, but they're pretty obscured by the the bright shining light that seems to be emanating from it. Um, and yeah, it's making that tingly feeling in your fingers. Uh, Can I do a history check on it? Uh, sure. Why don't you roll and, me that? And since I'm wearing the armband, could I convince you to give me advantage? Uh, no. Ah, darn. Uh, 17. Um, let's see. How do I want to do this? Yeah. As you hold this in your hand, I think you do feel 
a connection to the armband. I'm not going to say it, it necessarily gives you advantage on this, but I think as you as you hold this in your hand and you you feel sort of connected to this place. And you can definitely tell from everything that you've seen so far. You're able to make a few deductions that I'm pretty sure uh, you, Kevin, as a player, have already put together. One, um, these sort of channels that you find cut into the golems and the doors and the floor all over the place seem to react whenever some of this glowing magical substance is put into them uh it seems to in like when you killed the uh really really big centipede for example and when it died its ichor sort of spilled into the channels and it had gotten imbued with some of this magic energy and therefore its ichor was able to activate uh some of the magic of that room and that was what raised the road that got you here and you have already encountered some doors that uh, had channels cut into them uh, that might be activated by something like this. And uh, you can clearly see that the golems work that way, that they have those channels cut into them. And then these stones sort of spill this magic essence out into the channels, which animates the golems. Right. So yeah, you're definitely putting two and two together when it comes to, okay, like there there are these stones. And furthermore, I think maybe in your mind, it occurs to you that, so you've seen this magic do some different things, but it, it animates the golems. It was making this one float. Uh, and the ichor that spilled into the channels raised the uh, pieces of road up to your level so that you could cross. And you know that you guys are here looking for a magical artifact that is rumored to be at the center of the city, and the city is floating. Maybe it's similar somehow to uh, these stones whatever they are that are uh animating the golems yeah so i i kind of look back at virtinia and hold it up yeah she's really interested in it uh she she rushes over as soon as she sees you've got one and she uh takes it in her own hand um she's wearing gloves and she's uh, i think she's a little concerned she says um oh mr anguissian uh, uh do be careful i'm not sure if that's something you want to touch with your bare skin and she sort of takes it in her gloved hands and holds it and examines it much as you've been doing and uh, is clearly fascinated by it. She's looking at some of the smashed remains of these uh, little golems that you fought uh, and sort of looking at the channels and the, the stone that you're holding in your hand. And she says, this is fascinating. I don't have a whole lot of knowledge about magic myself. Uh, what is your opinion, Mr. Anguissian? Uh, it seems like this might be some sort of a magical power source. Yeah, that's, that's what I deduced from it as well. These channels that are cut into the stone, not just on the golems, but in some of the rooms as well and on the doors, they seem to react to whatever energy these orbs give off but it's nothing like i've ever seen before it seems to be made out of rock not crystal or anything else that would traditionally give off energy and yet 
everything around here seems to be based around this power source. Yeah, she nods and uh, she says, I'd noticed, you know, similar channels uh, cut into the doors and the floor in, in many of the chambers that we've already come through. And I, I think you're correct. I think that a power source like this might interact with with some of those those carvings, uh, almost as if they're keys or... Um, uh, she she can't she almost can't quite find the word uh, and she sort of shakes her head. This is beyond my experience as well. It's completely foreign but fascinating too how this this ancient culture used this imbued the stone that they they lived with that was such a part of their lives with this deep magic. It's fascinating too that it's survived so long, so many long thousands of years. So Athens thinks back to the first chamber they were in. The very first one? The the first one with the channels where the people were working. Oh yeah, that one. Yep. Does he think that this will fit into the pedestal in that room? He thinks it looks a bit too small. Yeah, I kind of figured, and I relay that to Virtinia. She nods. She says, yes, I, I was thinking about that too, the, the pedestal in the room and these the larger golems. And I think at that point she points over to the dead one that's on the ground, also in this chamber that you guys are currently standing in, the one that the mysterious figure killed. Uh, and she walks over to it and it has that same place where there was like an energy core right in the middle of it and sticking out of that energy core or whatever you want to call it are those two long knives uh, that were plunged into it and sort of shattered it uh, so it's no longer putting out light. But as you walk over, you can see that it's about a foot in diameter, which was the same size as the dip in the pedestal in the original room and also in the middle of the original puzzle lock, although that one was cracked. So it probably wouldn't have interacted with anything magical anyway. Uh, but um, in one of the rooms you just came through, uh, do you remember uh, there was kind of like a mysterious locked door and there were runes over it uh, that Athen was able to read and it didn't, it didn't have a puzzle lock. It just had sort of like a normal lock on it. And it also had one of those like foot wide diameter uh, places uh, that looked like a sphere could go into it. Right. While all this is going on, I've turned and I'm bearing down on Caden. I'm still... Ah. <laughs> and I reach up my little hands and grab you where the um, golem slugged you and fill you up with divine energy and lay you lay on hands for five points. Athens is immediately jealous of Caden. Caden is startled and he just kind of doesn't react all that much. He's like, oh my god, what's going on? He just sort of freezes. Yeah, Flower's a little a little intense right now, but to sort of give you a... Did you say you, you picked him up or you just put your hand I on just him? grabbed him, yeah. Kind of grabbed him. He's kind of like a stiff He's like, Okay. Mm. <laughs> give him like a rough pad and be like, loosen up a little bit. You should be you should be all good with that. <clears throat> oh, okay. Am I uh, uh, to understand that Caden has been returned to full health? Indeed. All right, yeah. fantastic. So now you need to do 20 points of damage to kill me. Ha ha. I know you're. Yeah, you're way you're way tougher than these little stone guys. They didn't stand a chance. Yeah, they only missed like all of their attacks. 
Yeah, yeah, you guys are lucky. My dice were not rolling well for them today. So you guys are now in this room with uh, three dead mini golems and one dead big one. And there are three hallways leading off. Uh, one goes to the left, one goes straight on ahead, uh, in like north, and one goes to the right. Can you give me a moment? I'm trying to look up if I know mending. Because it's not listed on my spell list, but I feel like it's something that a cleric should know. Clerics can learn it, but you might not have chosen that for one of your two cantrips or something. Oh, is it a cantrip? Is it a cantrip? Mending is a cantrip, oh. yeah. That explains why you don't have it, because I make you choose cantrips. You can take yep. it in the future. No, I was. if I had it, I would have cast it on the the bigger golem stone. But... Hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But I don't believe I do. I have Thaumaturgy, Toll the Dead. Just just those two? Uh... You should have another one because you get Toll the Dead for free. You also get uh, Spare the Dying for free, I believe. Oh, so. that's the one. Yeah, Spare, spare the, the Dying. Dying. You have all of my cantrips listed here. Uh, let's see, I have Toll the Dead, Thaumaturgy, Light, and Spare the Dying. I mean, those are all really good things. Yeah, I'm kind of wishing I had Mending instead of Light right now. But I don't think any of us actually have Dark Vision, so... No, only Virtinia does. I heat so. Vision, which is better in some cases and worse in others. Yeah. Yeah, if if it if the situation had been just, like, slightly different, that Heat thing would have come in really handy for tracking this person who ran away from you. Ugh. I know. It's almost like it... someone had thought of that beforehand. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come in useful eventually. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure that it will. Uh, the, it the room was just a bit too big. The person was too far away from you. But um, it it is a really cool thing that you can sense heat. It's even better than dark vision because like you in like dark vision wouldn't yeah. have helped you in the smoke cloud, but the heat sense would. So well, it's help true, me find traps though, heat, or like I think if we right, fight undead, or I in the dark. get anything from that. Yeah, or maybe even something like you know, like lizard folk or something like that. Are you warm-blooded? Would it work on other serpent folk? Um, I think even cold-blooded creatures do give off warmth. They just okay have to get some of that. And I feel like anything that's as big as a humanoid would have to be. That sort of yeah. energy generation would have to be warm-blooded. Yeah, kind yeah. Not that I know anything about... Not including the dinosaurs? Are <laughs> yeah. dinosaurs cold-blooded? Yeah, dinosaurs are cold-blooded. Oh, interesting. Huh. I mean, as far as I know. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'll have to look into that a little bit later. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that even something cold-blooded would still... Dinosaurs were once thought to be cold-blooded kings of the Mesozoic era, but new research on their growth rates suggests the prehistoric Mesozoic. Mesozoic era suggests the prehistoric beasts grew just as fast as mammals, indicating they were warm-blooded creatures. However, not everyone agrees on this, but there is contention. Interesting. Okay, Mac, well, you lied just to us. how could you? For the sake of the game, we'll say that yeah, even cold-blooded creatures, you would be able to to sense. To some extent, yeah. We'll have to time travel to find out for sure. I know, it's a scientific mystery. Yeah, we need that to Kelvin and Hobbes this shit. <laughs> has very little bearing on uh, <laughs> the situation at it's hand. true, what were we doing? You're in this room with a bunch of dead stone golems, and 
uh, three hallways leading away from you. Flower looks around. Athens kinds of, oh, go for it. Oh, he's like, this is a great place to set up camp. Yeah? Oh, here we go. Athens the thermal, kinds of the thermal capacity of <laughs> oh my god, Mac. Was so high that it would take two days or more for their temperatures to change significantly. So it was smoothed out by the variations caused in daily temperature cycles. So it sounds like they were cold blooded, but they seemed to be warm blooded just because their temperature didn't vary that often because they were so big, and their thermal capacity was so high that their actual body temperature didn't change that much. But they were cold blooded. And also, you're getting this info from Wikipedia. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Wikipedia is actually pretty reputable now, so... Pretty stringent. It's true. Yeah. Fascinating theories. Uh, we'll say... Well, you know what? Uh, Audrey and I can talk about world-building stuff, about whether we want the lizard folk and serpent folk and other uh, assorted... And turtles, turtles and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Which sure. all exist, and you'll probably meet some of them eventually. Uh, so we can assume that in all practicality, Flower is warm-blooded. <laughs> Bonus episode! You hear us debate whether dinosaurs were warm-blooded or not. Um, so Athens shakes his head real fast. as like, wait a second. What about the person that ran away? Virtinia, why did you shoot at them? So Virtinia frowns, and she looks at you and she says... I mean, the thought had crossed my mind when we found the evidence earlier that there might be someone else here. In fact, I had suspected there might be ever since uh, my guards on the ground told me someone had been killed in the night. But this this is the worst case scenario. Uh, someone else is trespassing on company property and not just some, you know, local trying to poke into what's going on. This person... They're prepared. Uh, they're ready to fight. This person looks like uh, they might be after the same thing we are. We can't. We simply can't allow them to get to it first. We must stop them at, at all costs. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you seem sort of familiar with them. Familiar? N no. I Insight check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can go ahead and make an insight check. 21. She's telling the truth. She does not know the identity of this person. Oh, I was already shipping them. <laughs> you can do that later. <laughs> so Athens kind of like reaches over and, and pats Flower on the shoulder. And he's like, she's telling the truth. She she doesn't know who they are. Insight check on Athens. Wah, wah, wah. 12. Uh, yeah, Athens seems honest. I'm not, I'm not trying to conceal the truth, so oh, true. there's no yeah. need for me to make a deception roll against it. You can just tell that I'm being honest. Right. Yeah, Ath Athens seems sincere as well. I nod and stroke he's my telling the truth. My, yeah, I stroke my chin thoughtfully. Okay. Virtinia looks a little confused. She says, no, no, I, I don't know who this person might be. Uh, I have no idea. I've never heard of anyone else trying to get into the ruins as if they knew what might be up here. In fact, we've been working very hard to try to conceal the matter from everyone just to prevent this sort of thing. Uh, you know, other treasure hunters or bounty seekers coming in here trying to get their hands on this this valuable piece of magic and and history. But now that it has happened, 
it it's essential that we we do everything we can to to stop this person from reaching our goal before we do. We must not let it happen. So that's a no to a long rest. She seems like almost a little bit frenzied as she says that. Like she's she's very like ve- like pacing back and forth and gesticulating with her hands. It's kind of the most riled up you've ever seen Virginia, honestly. Like she's usually very reserved uh and like very you know, prim and proper, like her uniform is pressed and crisp uh, and pretty spotless, even though she's been through several battles. Her silver hair is pulled up in a pretty tight bun, despite the fact that she's been like running through ruins and dodging monsters all day. Yeah, but when she talks about this, uh, this intruder, her eyes sort of burn with this fire and, and she's clearly very distressed. I'll sort of glance at Athens since he's sort of the the voice of our group. I'm what now? <laughs> Is he? You're the smart one who talks. I guess. I don't know. Caden, you want to say something? I guess we're just murderers now. Yeah. Athens isn't really comfortable with just, like, killing this person. So he looks at Virginia and he's like, do we have to kill her? Uh, Virginia looks a little bit uncomfortable. Um, but her face is, looks kind of hard, like harder than you've seen it before. And she says, I certainly wouldn't call it murder. Uh, this person is trying to interfere with our goals. Surely in the course of your previous lives as, uh, adventurers, you've come across, uh, people and situations that needed to be dealt with. I certainly don't like violence any more than the next person, but I'm prepared to defend myself and my goals if I must. She hasn't attacked us. It's just the goal is getting... what? An extremely, extremely powerful and valuable magical artifact. I, I cannot emphasize enough the extreme value of this artifact, not only to the company and to yourselves, but to society as well. That sounds like just a bunch of bunch of fancy footwork to justify murder. She kind of shrugs. She says, "I have my goals, and I do what I need to to achieve them." Flower will remember that. <laughs> yeah, Athens as well. But since she's our boss, I think he kind of looks at Flower and is like, "Let's follow along for now." All right, Flower's. Clearly unhappy about this, but but nods. Virtinia's kind of looking around the room. You guys said something about making camp. What do you guys what do you guys get feeling like you want to do about that? Virtinia's just given this big speech about how she's very determined to stop this person from she believes that this person is tr- is going after the artifact the same as you guys and she wants to stop them. Uh so she's looking around like she might want to try to go after the person, but she also, like, she's not unscathed. Like, she's had a long day also. Um, so there, she's kind of got, uh, how to say this? Yeah, like, warring desires. Her one desire is to go after this person, but she also knows that your group probably needs some rest. Also, you guys are in the middle of hostile territory, and you know that there are definitely things that have attacked you and also a mysterious stranger who uh, you don't know what their motives are. 
they might attack you, they might not attack you, you just, you don't know. So, keep that in mind. Yeah, Athens turns to Caden and he's like, you got enough left in you to go after this stranger before we camp? Uh, yeah, I got some left in me. Athens nods and kind of hoists his crossbow up a little bit on his back. I was like, okay... What's the plan? There's three hallways. That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com. And you can find us on Twitter at TableTalesCast. This podcast was edited and produced by me, Cloud. Our theme music is by Adhesive Wombat. Special thanks to Matt Marshall for all his help and advice. I literally couldn't have done this without you. This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us again next week on Tales from the Table. are reviewing their grocery list she says we're out of bread please go to the grocery store and buy one and if they've got eggs get six after a while he's back with six loaves of bread the wife asks why did you buy six loaves of bread he replies they had eggs my wife's car got stolen while she was out the other day i said were you able to see what the guy looked like she replied no but i got the license plate number ha 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 I get nostalgic when reversing my car. It always takes me back. Uh. Is our jokes intentionally supposed to be bad? Or is there like good stuff throughout? (laughs) I'm picking out the bad ones.